What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the HK Video Game Experience. Hollywood Cole here with Clear Fire. What up? What's going on, man? Today, again, we are going to continue the Final Fantasy 3 for the SNES. Uh, what is it called if it's not a trilogy? trilogy uh, quadrally? <laughs> I don't quadrally. know. It's a. Uh... It's good. <laughs> the Final Fantasy 3 quadrally here. <laughs> and um, this is part two. So uh, before we get into that, though, man, um, I wanted to talk about something real quick. On the uh, Facebook, I posted a little thing about a new medieval battle royal game. Did you check? Did you see that? Yeah, I saw it. I didn't get to watch all the way through it. I just saw it real quick because I was like, well, is that the same thing as what uh, was already released out? And I didn't really dive into it. So I need to really go back and look at it. No, it's a game called uh, Valhall. And it's weird because you want to call it Valhalla. Mm -hmm. It's probably what it's going to turn into, but it's Valhall without the A. And it is another, yet another battle royale. And, um, but it's medieval. That's kind of the, the, the difference. I'm ready for these battle royales to die out. They need to die a quick death. Well, it ain't going to be quick, but they will die out, I think. But, um, this is one, it's just, it's, it's on, like uh, Indiegogo, which is just a Kickstarter, and they only need like thirty thousand. I mean, it's got a pretty good, at least demo. It's not a demo, but just the the cinematics behind it. And they only got like sixteen thousand eight hundred. I've checked it too, and it's somewhere right around there for thirty thousand. Not a lot of people are interested in it. It doesn't seem like, but you get you know, it looks like you pick up axes, swords, bows, and shields that are all available in the map. So it's just like Fortnite. You don't start with the weapon, which I don't. I think that's you need to have a class. Just like PUBG, even PUBG is like that too. Oh, they are. You find weapons. Yeah, you got find weapons in PUBG. You don't start with stuff. You find stuff. I mean, in Fortnite, you can build up your character to where you eventually do start with stuff. And I think PUBG, you maybe can. But for the most part, you have to find stuff in game and use it. I mean, that's I think you start with a frying pan, but I mean, <laughs> you you don't start with you know an auto rifle or anything like that. Yeah. Well, so whatever the case is here, I mean, there says they're sixty five percent of the way there for their funds. And this is the second round. Um, so it doesn't seem like a lot of people are interested. It does seem kind of cool. The only thing I don't like is it talks about there's going to be some, uh, the parkour is encouraged. So you have to use that to survive the map, which is, quote, constantly crumbling away. It's like, what do you mean you're going to have like a, a medieval knight parkour and across the top of the castle, you know, like with, you know. Uh, that's a, that's a, it doesn't fit the demo. Yeah, that, de- <laughs> that definitely sounds like a twist between Fortnite, PUBG, and all of the Battle Royales. Because, I mean, they all have that whole <laughs> thing of, you know, the the area encloses until it gets smaller, 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 until you get to the end. It basically forces you together at the end. So, I mean, it, it, it sounds the same as that. And with the whole kind of like parkour part, it sounds like the the Fortnite part. Because, I mean, yeah, in PUBG, you can't kind of can do, quote unquote, parkour. But it's more like, okay, let me just jump out of this building. It's not like really jumping from building to building and flipping around and all that kind of stuff. So it's just weird to see mid because it shows the, you know, the couple of you know, super warrior with a, sh- a sword on his shoulder. I mean, it looks so sick and he's just waiting and somebody comes up to him and boom, I can't see that dude parkouring, but whatever, man. But right now, if you pledge $15, you'll nab yourself a- the title 
when it releases on a full on full, full on in full on Steam. Uh, pledges run anywhere from one dollar. You get recognized in game to a huge one thousand dollar bonus. You get a personal armor set. So anyway, like you were saying, these battle royale games, uh, and you were talking about Fortnite and PUBG. Well, PUBG is third right now between behind Fortnite and uh, Black Ops Four. Yeah, because Black Ops Four is basically a battle royale now. Yeah, it is a battle royale, and um. They only made $1 million. Or, excuse me for that little petty number. They only made $1 billion this year. Yeah. So, uh, and that was third place. Uh, Fortnite made $2.4 billion. I was going to say, they were making hand over fist in money. I mean, at one time they were making like a million dollars a day. And so, yeah, a million dollars a day is nothing. That's only three hundred sixty million. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so they're making like they're making like they're making like ten, 10 billion, yeah, like, ten million a day. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they're not going anywhere fast, but you know, whatever. So they made, uh, and so even that billion that PUBG was the third place, they were still up by eighteen percent from last year. So they're yep. still growing. Mm-hmm. Probably has something to do with PlayStation. Well, yeah, 4, they, had the, they had PlayStation Four drop at the end of uh, PlayStation Four version drop at the end of 2018. So yeah, that's where its growth came from. And speaking of PlayStation Four, ninety-two ish, maybe ninety-three. I think it's like ninety-two point six million consoles sold. Yep. Uh, now, so that places them amongst the greatest. You know the, the you know the top three. Gosh, I'm trying to remember the top three. No, I don't remember the top three off the top of my head. Well, one of them's easy. It's the Wii. Yeah, the Wii, Wii was what? that Did that one hit number one? I don't one? know the exact numbers. That's probably the number one. one. It's deceiving, though, because it's it's just a bunch of people that never played video games before. It's the novelty of it. So um, that, and then funny thing is, the number two and three, PlayStation 1 and PlayStation 2, <laughs> and then PlayStation 4. So Sony's crushing it with consoles, and it's a good sign because everybody's thinking consoles are dead. Nah. They are not. Not not by a long shot. They're not dead by a long shot, and especially with what um, PlayStation's already been saying about what they plan to do for the PS5. We should hear stuff about the PS5 later this year, maybe even middle part of this year. They also plan to do their own event. I mean, we all know that uh, Sony pulled out of E3. The whole theory behind that is is they pulled out to make their PlayStation event bigger and make it a big, bigger bang for the announcement of the PlayStation 5. They also stated that they don't plan to move away from physical media, whereas Microsoft is, looks like it's slowly pushing itself to get get away from physical media. So for an old school gamer like me, I'm, I'm going to stick towards the PlayStation side of things instead of going toward the um, Xbox side, just because I like the physical media. I don't too much care for having everything digital because we all know that you get hacked, you just lost everything. Physical media, you still got the disc. You can still play the game, whether you get hacked or not. You know, so it's one of those things where, you know, I like to have that extra. To me, it feels like an extra level of security. So, um, this is Sony's. Sony's got the console market nailed. I mean, they really do. I mean, and Nintendo's. There's rumors that Nintendo is going to stop making consoles. So, 
I mean, you, you, that's no way. You've got that rumor floating around. Well, that's I mean, they silly. they have de- they have Dell they have devoted a large chunk of their people into developing stuff for um, mobile consoles and for. Uh, and you're gonna love to hear this, but they they've talked a lot about doing it on the mobile phones and moving Nintendo stuff to the mobile phones. So. You know, you've got those types of things going around. I hope Nintendo doesn't go away from consoles because the consoles, to me, have, have you know have some of the best memories. I mean, you've got your Nintendo, Super Nintendo, the N sixty four, and of course the uh, Switch. Those are you know between the Switch and the sixty four, those are probably my two top consoles. You know, I love them. They've been fantastic consoles. So, yeah, they're not. I mean, I just don't ever see them doing that. But, I mean. It's- I don't know. I just really don't see them doing that because they've protected their, like we talk about their ecosystem mm-hmm. and all this so well. And it's a family friendly console. They finally come out with one that's just crushing it. And why would they get talk about getting out now? Well, it just all depends on how the push goes for um, getting away from physical media. If the push goes for getting away from physical media, they can still keep their ecosystem somewhat contained, putting it out through other, you know, at, uh, avenues when you go uh, digital so it's just one of the things where it's it's been in the rumor mill don't know how true it is it we'll just all see how it goes i mean there are rumors of having a quote-unquote uh nintendo switch pro coming out i know that's probably not what it's going to be called but an updated <laughs> uh higher end um switch coming out uh it's something that's got a little better graphics uh, a little better processing power maybe even some more uh memory in it because the switch when you get a switch it's only got 16 what 16 gigs of memory in it you know it's it's a real small memory base in it you've got to have a uh, sd card to go into it so we um we kind of make fun of blizzard for creating diablo for cell phone the new diablo yeah and the truth is it's kind of this is a big deal this is a if this thing does well and they make a lot of money and they make more than they did on a console or a computer, guess what? Everybody else is going to start following suit. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's just got to be. It's no doubt. I mean, they're in it to make money. Make no mistake about it. There are going to be game developers for gamers all the time. But, um, you know, it's kind of scary. I hope it doesn't because, I mean, you know, Nintendo did that little Mario run game, whatever that Mario cell phone game was, where it's just constantly moving, get the free yeah. first level free or something. But well, I mean, look at uh, look at Final Fantasy. I mean, you can get a lot of the first Final Fantasy games. Like, I mean, I've got Final Fantasy six on my phone. I'm pretty sure you can get one, two, three, four, and five, maybe even more on there. I'm not sure. I haven't looked well, that deep. I mean, so you've got you've got companies that are moving games over. I know it's not like Diablo because, you know, that's... I don't care about the old games. Yeah, I'm talking about if, the, if you know, if Diablo comes out and it makes $10 million a day on a cell phone, yeah. there's no... Well, even, if there's, even if it's not for traditional gamers, there's people that just buy it and play it for, you know, whenever they're yeah. in a waiting room somewhere, they don't care. They, that they're going to make $10 million a day. Well, you have, <laughs> you you have both PUBG and Fortnite on mobile. Yeah, both and of I, them. that's interesting to see how they're doing on that both of them move versus there. everything else. Uh, well i mean that's Fortnite. The, their revenue increased i want to say by like 20 percent when they put it on mobile so i mean that's a big chunk for them i mean a 20 percent 80 percent is still on the console so oh, that, yeah. that would at least say hey we need to be on consoles too but you know if diablo i don't know what the, what it made let's just say it made 
in its first year, 700 million Diablo three, and then it comes out on a cell phone and it makes that in three months. I mean, dude, they're going to just go to sell. Everybody's going to start looking into this. Well, I mean, you've got phones that are coming out with bigger processing power. You've got phones that have got basically 4k resolution, um, phones that can actually push some of the processing power more than what's, uh, you know, even what uh, some of the consoles can. I mean, that's, that's a scary thought thinking that you can get some of the graphics that you can get a console on a cell phone. I mean, uh, Asus ROG Republic of Gamers just put out a Republic of Gamers cell phone that's got some pretty killer specs on it. You know, phones are starting to get closer to having, you know, 8 and 12 gigs of RAM in them, 16 gigs of RAM in them. So, I mean, when you're looking at you've got these these bigger pushes of RAM going into the phones and everything like that, it, it, the avenue to be able for them to jump to cell phones is actually getting bigger. I mean, you look at it, a cell phone now is basically a you know, basically a little mini laptop for people. I mean, I know a lot of people that do most of their work on, on phones. I mean, you get a you get a Galaxy Note, you've got a tablet there that you can write and everything on. I mean, it's it's crazy the technology that's coming out through the phones, and it's just making it an easier avenue for games to look at and developers to look at. I hope that that's not an avenue they chase, but I do get it because it is another place that they could possibly generate some extra revenue. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's all it is, dude. It don't matter if it's some, then nobody's, I don't think any developers going, you know, uh, we wanted to develop it for the PS4, but man, that new Android has the processing power we're looking for. Yeah. <laughs> they're looking at it because, oh, it's, there, there's 300 million phones in America mm-hmm. we can get our game on them. That, it's just, well, they're looking I mean, at I understand it for the money phase, yeah, you got, but I don't you got, want that Yeah, you got more reach when you hit a phone versus a console. I mean, yeah, granted, console, you know, I mean, when you look at it, PS4, 92 million consoles. But like you just said, who doesn't have a cell phone? So, yep. I hope it doesn't, I hope it doesn't work out, but, you know, who knows? We'll see. Everybody booed it at, uh, where was it? I don't, E3, maybe. I don't remember where it was when Blizzard announced it. It was on the cell phone. but Oh, yeah, it was huge. Like they but, uh, so unhappy. <laughs> so, anyway, you got anything else you want to talk about before we just go ahead and jump into this Final Fantasy? Not really. I was just holding holding back and let's roll into Final Fantasy. I'm good with that. Cool. So, the gist of where we're at, part one, I'll go ahead and sum it up for you. You, start, you are in control of a group of heroes known as the Returners. And they are fighting the massive empire who is out power hungry to seek uh, out magic, which is a dead art at this point in the game. Technology reigns at the beginning of the game. They find this girl named Tara who can use magic and they put a slave crown on her and uh, she is now working for the empire. Well, through a series of events, they get uh, the returners get Tara. They try to use them for their calls, try to use Tara for their calls. And then we go on this uh, fun little romp through, um, I don't even know what the world is called, actually. I don't think they even mention what it's called. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the name of it. Now that I think about it. But um, but anyway, Earth and uh, a different uh, <laughs> something. But um, so they go through there and they're trying to get her to the returners. They go to the series of uh, all these different uh, adventures. And it turns out that Tara is half Esper and Esper 
is what uh, creates magic. The Empire wants to capture the Espers, and they have captured some, as we will see in this playthrough, and they're trying to drain magic out of them. This is what they've all learned. But the only way to get magic from an Esper is it has to die and turn into Magicite, and then the user uh, absorbs a Magicite, or however they use it, to, to learn the magic from that Esper. So that's what everybody has found out, particularly... Um, Kefka is about, well, they hadn't found it out at this point because we're at the Opera House. So um, they chase and tear all over, find her at Zozo. The Espers tell her, tell them who and what happened to Terra. Now we have to, they, the Esper also asked the Returners to go and free his Esper bros, brothers and sisters from the Empire who are captured the Empire is trying to drain their magic. They're doing it all wrong. So the Espers are just lingering there and um, on the brink of death. And so we, as the Returners, have to get to the Empire, to Vector, and uh, in the Imperial military camp. So we have to figure out a plan. Turns out there's a world's, the world's only airship is owned by a gambler named Setzer who has created a plan to steal the opera singer Maria in his airship. Just as lucky for us that Celeste looks exactly like Maria, the Returners hatch a plan to turn uh, to have Celeste in the opera and have Setzer steal her instead while they sneak aboard the airship, and that is exactly where we left off after the opera. All right, before we go further, so just to make you laugh a little bit the world is actually known and the planet is actually referred to as the world of balance that is the uh. name of the world and then of course we know later on things change and it changes its name but yes the world planet is considered world of balance at this point all right we are in the world of balance Just <clears throat> try to keep it that way so Maria is on, or excuse me, Celeste is on board the airship now with Setzer. And Setzer says, you know, still calls Maria the whole time until she finally reveals, I'm not Maria. And everybody jumps out, you know, and hey, we got you. Our plan worked. And he's kind of like, what are you, what are you doing here? What's going on? And um, they talk back and forth about saying we need to stop the Empire and all this. And, you know, Setzer's like, the Empire makes me rich. You know, I don't want to go against the Empire. They're my, my friends, you know or, you know, whatever, friends or whatever, he doesn't care. He's more into the money. He's a big gambler. So, uh, Celeste, I'm about to call her Maria again. <laughs> but uh, Celeste says that, um, no, 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 sorry, Setzer says that, you know, I will help you as long as Celeste will marry me. You know, so she, he wants to marry her and he will help the returners. And Celeste says, sure, okay. And then Locke, who has a, a crush on her, essentially, says, you know, hey, what are you doing? You know, hold on a minute. And so they devise a plan. And this is what we were talking about in the last uh, episode that she goes up to Edgar. Now, if, I, if I'm remembering this correctly and gets a coin and says, all right, Mr. Gambler, heads, you'll help us. If it's, uh, if it's tails, I'll marry you. Mm -hmm. And he goes, okay, cool. Flips it. And it's uh, heads, of course, because it's a two-headed coin. He finds out and they're like, you know, you've been hustled, hustled Mr. Gambler. So he likes them. He joins your party. So uh, 
Setzer is one of those characters that um, I used to like his just attitude and stuff, so I liked him in my party. He doesn't really his his uh, ability is the slots ability where you have to roll the slot machine. You're almost mm-hmm. always going to get the flush ability where he'll it's just like some stuff comes up out of the ground and damages the, all the enemies on the screen. There's also an airship one where the airship bombards, and then there's some of them. Um, anything else, it'll just it's called like polymorph or something. It'll come out and little rabbit or something heal your party for just a little weak amount yeah. of HP if you don't get anything. And there's some of them that if you get like all sevens or something, I don't remember if sevens may be the flush, but there's one of them where if you get all the jackpots, it'll automatically kill the the enemies, but that's very rare. And two, not all the enemies have, you know, uh, instant KO uh, or not are not able to be instant KO'd. Yeah, so, you know, his ability is nothing special, but I just liked his, his story or whatever. Um and he's got a cool story later, but uh, I really don't use him that much. That's kind of yeah. I don't use him this time. Like I, I mean, I stick with like the, the original ones. Like I hardly use any of the new people in very often. So yeah. So at this point, my um, I always would roll with, and even to where I'm at in the game now, is Lock, Terra, Gal, and um, well, it was Shadow last, but Lock, Terra. Then I use Edgar. Loctair, Edgar, and Gal. See, instead of Gal, I use Sabin. I don't use Gal that much, although I do have like a ton of his ability his uh rage abilities. Yeah, and so I, I usually don't use him either. I'm kinda of going with people I usually don't use, and I usually don't use Edgar. I'll use Cyan and um Sabin is who I usually use. See, I'm not a huge fan of Cyan, you know. I mean he's got He's strong I, later. I mean he is, but I mean and I like his Bushido attacks, but you know, I I've just gotten I've gotten Edgar so strong because like I decided you know I'm gonna throw as much as I can onto those original original ones and just see what I can get done with them and I've just powered yeah. them up to where you know they're pretty strong. Now, granted, they're all what I'm I'm think I'm sitting level twenty seven, twenty eight, twenty nine with most of those characters. So yeah, and so the funny thing about Gal, so he's uh. He, you know, he talks. He's the boy that was raised by wolves. You know, kind of, he's, that's not his story. He's the boy <laughs> that was raised in the wild. But, I mean, it's, it's what it's based off of, right? And so he's like, hey, I'm your friend. We travel together. You know, they, he talks. Uh, he, you know, misses words and all this. I friend, you know, that kind of stuff. And so you think he's just, his, his strength would be this brute strength. But if you look at his magic power, it's like comparable to like Terra's. It really is. It's unbelievable, and I was like, "What?" So I started getting him, um, getting him uh, with his magic built up. So, but his uh, ability is really strong, and that's why I wanted to just use him. And he's been a, a big help. You just lose control of him. That's the only thing. Mm-hmm. Once you once you do some of those powers, but anyway, so that's who I'm rolling with in the playthrough. And uh, so now the world, since you got the airship, it begins to open up. So if you fly towards. Vector, there's uh, or the capital, there's a few little towns there, and I kind of like this about the game. Um, most people may or may not, but you know, you got Albrook right there, mm-hmm. you got Tizen right there, and there's really nothing you can do in any of these towns but just walk around, talk, go to the item shop, relic shop, buy something you might want. The armor shops are you know, you know, there's not really anything 
one, if you got the best in one town, you got to have it in all of them. Yeah, there's not there's not a ton that you can get out of these. You're just grabbing some stuff here, random there, and whatnot. The only thing, uh, oh, one of the things you can do in Tizen is, uh, I don't know, I'm pronouncing that wrong, but that's all right. Is um, get the Seraphim. That's what it's called in the Super Nintendo. You can get it uh, that uh, Magisite there. And that'll let you learn Cure 2 and, you know, everything really quickly. Because at this point, you got mm-hmm. Kieran, which is you got it's a times one multiplier, and it sucks. To oh, yes, Cure it two. is so bad. So, anyway, you can go to Miranda, which is another town, and there's a little bit of a story there, supposedly. I couldn't get it to, to click for me. Uh, let's see what it says here. It belongs to Lola, the girlfriend who was wounded by a soldier back in Mobley's. Yeah, so I guess you're not supposed to yet, but that's the girl that Cyan is writing letters to um, later on, or uh, mm-hmm. there's, a, there's a dove in one of the towns that's writing a letter that somebody's writing a letter to, and uh, Miranda, and to, in Miranda, so Lola is the girl. So it's just kind of, there's a town you go to and you see that this guy's writing a letter to his love. You, put, you get a chance to put it on the pigeon form and send it. I don't think it changes anything here when you finally meet the girl, but she just kind of says, hey, uh, you know, what she say? I'll treasure it forever. He sent me the book I'd been reading. Uh, you know, this is the cell phone version, too, of this walkthrough, but um, I'm just trying to remember it as I played it. We did just went through it again. But, uh, but anyway, so that's really kind of all there is to do until you go to Vector. And Vector is the capital, and you're walking around there, and uh, you know there's there's uh, you're, you're one of the returners. You I mean I guess they don't really know who you are yet, because I think you can. I don't know if you can talk to the, the Imperial Guards here. You can talk to the guards here, and they won't jump you. It's uh, once is it, the only thing that'll get you is you can't go all the way up. Like there's yeah. uh, staircases or whatever, and if you go too far, you'll end up hitting what is it called? Uh, the guardian. Yeah, the guardian, and you cannot beat the guardian. Yeah, guardian, nothing hurts him. So and you can run, but uh, yeah, so you can, so you're kind of like, what do you do? And this is, I actually had to look this up because I couldn't remember. Because I went to the camp too, and the camp, you if they see you, they will attack you. Mm-hmm. And so, and if they, when you try to get through the camp, and you can sneak around in there, and you try to get through the camp, that's to the east of the capital. And there's a guy guarding the stairs, so you'll never get through it. And you also can go in the house there, and there's a locked door with a bunch of treasure behind there, so you don't know what's in there. Mm-hmm. But um, but anyway, you finally find this old man hiding behind a box, and there's nothing here that will tell you uh, to do that. You just have to talk to everybody. Then you find him, and he goes, "Hey." I'm actually a returner sympathizer. I'll distract the guards while you sneak in the Magitek factory. So you're trying to get in there to free these espers. That was the wish of Ramu, the last that esper that just gave you his power and told you all about Terra. So that's what you're trying to do. So he'll go up and act like he's getting sick. So the guards will come run up to him. You sneak around behind the guards to sneak in the Magitek factory. All right, so this is what I love about these games is these little dungeons. Oh, this yeah. is what I miss. I miss about these old school games because you go to this dungeon, you're not only going to get good experience, you're going to get a lot of gold, so you're going to gain some cool levels. There's also awesome treasure. Yes. You know, you got the flame sword, the thunder sword, the blizzard. This one was a great one to get all kinds of treasure in. And I loved it too because it's like it's 
it's a mess of a dungeon because it's like you've got these conveyor belts that'll pull you all different kinds of angles and there's actually a little secret passageways too so if you don't pay attention to everything there's a lot that you can yep. miss so that it just makes it a lot of fun and I kind of you know it's definitely it definitely makes you want to explore and look around it's kind of one of those things like let's push you to make you look at look at every little nook and cranny yeah, and so it's uh, it's got that music that it's like a mechanical type mm-hmm. of music that they fit it fits really well, and um, it is see, you know those secrets with the hooks that you drop down and you might go into another room and you're like oh there's like you know two or three treasure chests in there, and you can um, know it's going to be something cool. So one of the treasure chests has the dragon dragoon boots that turns your fight command into jump. Did you use that at all? I never used it, no. Yeah, nobody uses that. I mean, um, I mean, I, got, know, Kane, I, I went and got them, but I never use it, so. Right. Kane from Final Fantasy II, he, he would do, that was his mm-hmm. ability, he would jump. So I think of that, he's a dragoon. You know, I think of that all the time. And when I think of these jump commands, and all it would do is, instead of fight, you jump, and you jump off the screen, so now you're, while you're waiting to attack, you can't be hurt. That's essentially all it is. But yeah, I don't know why. I don't know if it just takes a little longer. Maybe not. There's nothing to it. But yeah. when I read it, she, first, you also can't be healed either. Yeah. That's one of the reasons why you don't like to do it. When I read it, the first thing I thought of is, and you're gonna laugh, is a uh, Monster Hunter World because they had the tie-in with it, and they have this. Um, so when you fight Behemoth, uh, is it Behemoth that you fight? Yeah, it's Behemoth. Yeah. Uh, when you fight him, he does Meteor. And if you time it just right, they give you um, a emote of a dragoon emote, and it's like a jump emote. And if you time it just right, you dodge all of the um, damage from Meteor. Oh, that's how you get around. So that's one of the ways. Those... The other way you hide, okay. you hide. Like he, he. There's some rocks that fall throughout the battle, and you hide behind one of the rocks when he calls Meteor. But when he calls Meteor, if you time it just right and you hit that emote, it makes you kind of do a huge jump like what the Dragoon Boots would do. And it protects you from it. And it's kind of like, you know, they, they have Dragoon armor as well that you can get in Monster Hunter World. So that kind of just made me think about that whenever I saw that, since that's just fresh on my mind. So as you're progressing through here, unlocking cool chests, fighting monsters, and I'll be honest, some, I, I do understand if I why random battles get old to people and they don't like them anymore this is an old uh method back in the day to to how they would you just walk around all of a sudden you get attacked by enemies you don't see anything and then it's random so you can walk over the same square five times and you might get attacked you know once Mm -hmm. so you don't know um but it does discourage exploration to some degree because you're like man i'm just tired of getting in fights i'm just ready to you know, but that's all we knew back in the day. And I, I always thought, man, I like random battles. And then after kind of playing it again, I'm kind of like, oh, dude, kind of getting sick of these random battles. That's, what said. But, so uh, that's what's funny is, is like, so with Final Fantasy 15, you know, you run around in the open world and you see what you're going to attack. You know, it's it's sitting out there. You go and you attack it and then you go on. If you want to get around it, you just run around it. And of course, in Final Fantasy VI, what we're playing right now is, you know, you've got the random encounters. And of course, growing up, I didn't like the random encounters. It's just the whole, oh gosh, I just want to, I just want to get to my next part. I want to get to my next place. Now I'm like, 
let me hunt for that random encounter. I want to find it. I want to fight it because I know I can get some XP. I know I can steal something. I know I can get, you know, all this kind of stuff because I've been using the mess out of Locke's uh, mug ability. It's like I don't even attack. I just use mug because I'm getting items constantly. And I just yeah. have this crazy stockpile of items, you know. It's, I mean, it's nothing for me to open up my inventory and have a 100 potions, 100 high potions, and I didn't buy them, you know. I mean, I'm sitting over 100,000 plus gil. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's just crazy how you know, how I used to hate those random encounters, and now it's like, let me go hunt the random encounters out. So... And eventually, the, uh, once you get far enough into this uh, Magitech factory, you initiate a cutscene, well, or what we used to call cutscenes, when something you lose control of your character. <laughs> and it's a cutscene, <laughs> old school cutscene. So you walk south and you'll jump, uh, hide behind some crates when Kefka comes out and goes into this uh, creepy soliloquy about being God before shoving a couple of helpless espers down a chute. So you go after them when you gain control of your characters. So um, it doesn't really happen here, but it does remind me of some things that, that some another th- irritating thing that a game does. When you go down this chute, there's two espers there. Um, well, it's not it's not here at all. So I won't even bring into it. But it's two doors you got to pick from. Shiva is blocking one, so you can't go into that one. But what I was going to say is sometimes these games will have two doors there. If you go in one, you get to save. If you go in the other, the boss fight initiates. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ugh, dude, now you know if I die, i got to do all this over. It's just an irritating feature that I think serves no purpose but to. And it just irritates yeah. players. But anyway, so you go if you go in there and you, you, the one that Shiva is not guarding the door, you can go into another door and save your game use a tent because then you're going to talk to the espers and you're going to get in a fight with them and something that i want to add to just since you brought up the tent is that uh whoever's the leader of your tent they all have different tents you know i never really paid attention to that until playing it you know now and it's like okay let me put a different person as a leader to see what kind of tent they have you know yeah uh you got polka dotted tents you got a tent with a moon on it you got like just a regular blue tent i mean it's just it's just funny how (laughs) each person has their own individualized tent and it the tent is always based on who the leader of your party is i don't remember uh, the i remember the color slightly changed i don't remember a polka dotted one but i knew that did a little at least on the super nintendo version i don't remember it but I do remember the moon that's locks, and I think the, there's a crown on the top for one of the Sabin or uh, yeah. Edgar. I think Edgar's. And I so, think Edgar's was the moon. I think Lock. Well, I can't remember. But uh, the I'm po- pretty sure Locks the moon because he always he's the only one I use. The polka dotted one is Tara. Yeah, she's got polka dotted with a bow on top. Oh gosh. <laughs> yeah. So, so, so it's just I don't remember that one. At it's all. just kind of I didn't either. That's, that's what I'm saying. It just uh, when I'm playing it, you know, I didn't I didn't pay attention to it until you know because it, it, it eventually it forces you to change who the leader of your party is. And I hit a save. I'm like, whoa, that's not the tent I had. Why do I have that tent? You know, I didn't select that tent. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like I didn't pick that one. And so I'm going to see if it's on the Super Nintendo yeah, version that that polka dot one. And so I started changing my characters just to see what all different tents they had. Yeah. So, so anyway, you fight the Espers, you use Matt, like, you know, there's Ifrit and uh, Shiva. So, Ifrit's the fire guy, Shiva's the ice guy. So, uh, naturally, when you're fighting Ifrit, you ch- you chant uh, ice. You know, mine, so mine is ice, ice two, ice three. 
fire, fire two, fire three. That's what I thought. It's not fire and Figara and all that. That's something they use later. Yeah, that's what I have on mine. And I don't have ice. I have yeah. blizzard. Yeah. And so, um, so you use that on them. So he's weak against that. Shiva, you use fire. And um, you'll eventually wear them down. You'll kill them, so to speak. You don't really kill them, but you'll beat them in the battle. And then they go, wow, you can use magic? You know, like, yeah, I've been using magic on you about four or five times already. Mm-hmm. Thanks for noticing. And then uh, you'll tell them a story, and they'll say, Ramu gave you, or they'll say, I, I sense a kindred spirit or something like that. You know, And then uh, whatever the, they say, they see that Ramu gave, you, gave him, or excuse me, gave your team his power. So they do the same. They die, turn themselves into espers. And then now you get fire, which you can turn turn themselves into magicite. Yeah, and you can use fire. You can train fire two and um, ice two with those guys too. It's one of the things that they mm-hmm. they offer. And I think drain, which is a hard yeah. one to learn. It's a times one multiplier. Oh yeah, one multiplier. You got to get those other ones to get that higher higher multiplier. And so uh, right after that, you're walking through the heart of the Magitech factory where this test tubes and you can see this where the espers were being experimented on and uh there's one hidden and i found this by accident way back in the day and i remember this like what this is awesome as you go down kind of under mm-hmm. the little graphic you know and you're behind the graphic and you can i just click a and you open up a chest and it's called the break blade in um the super nintendo version because it chance it's which it turns you to stone so yeah. it's called the stone blade and yeah. cell phone but it uh it, when you hit it, it'll chant break and turn whoever. It never, it rarely ever works, but sometimes it does. But then you fight the the boss number 024, who is basically a Frankenstein monster of magic. And he just does his little, um, what do they call it? It's a wall change, essentially. Yeah, where I forget the name. He's not it? weak against fire. Yeah. And if he's, then he used fire, so cool. And then he changes it to ice so now fire heals him and you don't know what it's going to be it's just changes and you got to just channel these different spells to figure it out of course he's immune to i mean he's not immune he's uh he is uh sensitive to physical damage as well that's why i just because later on you have to fight one that's not that does not get hurt by yeah well no you have to there's a the magic tower way later in the game it's another one of these and you can only use magic yeah and he is a East. This one was this one. All I did was just sit back and um, since I had my characters built up, well, a couple of them had Kira and Kira. I just uh, used uh, Edgar and Saban and let them do their physical attacks on them, and it yeah. didn't smoke them. I mean, you use drill or chainsaw, and you use uh, Saban's uh, big blitz attacks, and I mean, it just it, it beats them super quick. Yeah. So anyway, so you finally beat them and you go into the room where all of the draining espers are and flip the switch to, uh, you'll get a scene, uh, and new shards. You get Bismarck, Maduna, uh, Madui, Madui, Maduin, Mad- Maduin, and, uh, Unicorn. Uh, this says Catabella Pass, which was like Carabuncle is what it, no, it's Carabuncle too. Yeah. And Catabella Pass. I don't remember Catabella Pass. I think it's called something else in Super Nintendo and Phantom. And Carbuncle. Um, yeah. Yeah, Carbuncle, yeah. So, uh, but anyway, so now you can start learning all these other ones. And this part is important to the story because the uh, 
the emperor shows up or knows that uh, Kefka shows up and he's, she's, he starts saying, you know, okay, good job, Celeste. You uh, led him to us and you can come back over to our side now. And she's like, you know, what are you talking about? I never, you know, turn coded and all the returners are now second guessing, oh. particularly Locke. Just a little, you're a little ahead there. It was that this is, a, Am I a yeah, you're a little ahead there. Uh, this, you sure? Yeah, this is where they meet Sid. They meet Sid, and Sid is helping them get out. That doesn't happen until just a little bit down. Okay. Because you have to fight some stuff. And um, I don't know. I'm, I think I skipped over something. Because it says Uneclipse sells here before going any further. So, yeah, maybe it, yeah, because she's maybe gonna, that does happen there. It just doesn't say it here. Um, yeah, that's what happens because she's going to be out of your party. Yeah, she's out of your party. She goes away. So Kefka pops up, you know, does all does his thing, but she's really heartbroken because Locke does not trust her. You know, she's a general with the emperor, and now Kefka's just all he had to do was come in and go, okay, good job, Celeste. We're, you know, come on back. And so Locke's, you know, now doesn't believe her anymore. Yeah. And so anyway, and it's just you don't really think about it while it's happening. And uh, you kind of go, oh, man, yeah, I don't know if she's a turncoat or not. Mm -hmm. Well, anyway, she says, well, let me show you how that uh, you can believe me. And she chants some spell, wipes everybody out except for Sid and your returners. Yeah. Doesn't kill them. They just float off somewhere. I don't know. Nobody knows where they go. And uh, and then does it start to crumble or something? Yeah, you're, still, yeah, you're, still, in the, you're still in the Magitech facility. You just Well, I'm saying it starts to implode or something. It's the reason they got to get out of there. Yeah, well, they're getting chased. Okay. Because it doesn't implode yet. Because the you're, you're um because uh here in just a little bit you actually have to fight the two mechanical arms on the blackjack. Yeah. So you get on this cart uh, and don't go talk to. See, this is what I did too. I didn't save it. It's got so you're down there. You got control of your character, Sid, and you got a save point. And I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna go talk to Sid and try to you know make sure that we. Uh, I don't remember why I wanted to talk to him. He was going to give us give me something or whatever. But anyway, I did without saving. Yeah. He pushes me in the car. A rule of thumb without for all Final Fantasy games. If you see a save point, do the save point first. <laughs> yeah. Always. You never know what talking to a person can, can do. And two, before we go too much further, I just want to point this out too. Sid is one of the few other characters that is uh, a character throughout all Final Fantasies. You find a Sid in, I think, in every single Final Fantasy. You're correct? Yeah, that I know yeah. of. Yeah. He's pretty much in all Final Fantasies just like the Moggles or Mog is. So it's kind of just... Well, Mog's not in except for Final Fantasy six and on. Sid was in two, but he was a character you could use. Yeah. So, and he's different characters every time. Just a, there's a character named Sid. Yeah, there's Sid. a character it's named Sid. Yeah, it's Sid. not always the same, but it's just, you know, it's just interesting that, you know, that's one of the one of the few that they use throughout it. It's kind of like the one they carry through all of them, so... So talking about the save point, here's what I don't like about, um, I, I hate when I got to save and it, it's not such a problem now. You got these quick saves, whatever, but you save and then you go talk to somebody and then they give you something and they do a little scene and blah, 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 blah. And then you got control of them and then you jump on the cart and go. Because mm -hmm. then if I die, I got to go talk to this guy again, yeah. go through this whole blah, blah, blah. But um, so that's what I thought was going to happen. I just wanted to hurry up and expedite things. I knew I was going to fight a boss. But anyway, you're going through. Uh, and there were little mode seven things again, just just like they did on the going through the the rapids of the 
rivers and all that. And now you got to do it on the train tracks. It's like the same thing, except for, you know, different. It's actually pretty good graphics for a Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And you really don't have as much control over it as you did the other one. It's just, you just. Yeah, I don't even know if it, it asks you to go left or right. Yeah, I just think, like once it, or twice. It's not even that much. Yeah, you don't ever stop um, that I know of. But anyway, you, you fight this big boss at the end. You had to steal, and I stole from him, and I can't remember what you get, but it's something good because I went back and did it again. I died from him the first time because he's a chance. There's like a 25% chance. I don't think it's that much, but there's a certain percent chance every. Um, go that he will chant something, yeah, I think, and it kills you instantly. Yeah, I think it. I think it's pretty close to a twenty five percent chance. It's a pr- pretty decent chance, if I if I'm not mistaken, from what I was reading. And it's it's insta kill for you, and there's no way to block it. So yeah, you want to try to kill him fast, but you know I wanted to steal that thing. I can't remember what it was. It was a sword for I think it was a sword for save or cyan. But um, anyway, you get out of there, get back on the airship, and they're still talking they're still doing a scene and you're trying to escape and the magitech factory has not it's not done with you yet because here comes the two magitech factory arms and you got to fight them on board the blackjack which is the name of the ship and uh and fight them there and they're not hard they're easy they're almost a pushover i mean if you've got saban and you've got uh edgar in your party you just basically use their physical attacks and then pretty much knock them out quick but this is the first time that you actually get to have seltzer in your party and actually control him so i see the a little picture here from the cell phone game and it has in the top left a little double arrow so you can just fast forward the fight mm-hmm. oh that's very nice um anyway so once the cranes are gone the farney the party can finally get out of the dodge and go back to zozo to check in on terra and then now we go back and talk to Tara, and she remembers uh, how does she? So how do we go back? This is the part I don't really like in the game. I, didn't, I never really liked this part, and it wasn't this time. It wasn't really that bad, but she's about to tell us a story, or somehow we learn the story. So, so, so she's unconscious when you go back to Zozo, and one of the newly acquired pieces pieces of magasite has triggered another reaction in her. And so that reaction happens, and then she starts telling. Basically, you start seeing the story play out. I don't remember if it's her telling you the story or what's going on, but basically, the reaction from her being close to that magicite triggers this story. Yeah, so now you're in the Esper world, which is, uh, which is uh, kind of separated from the world of balance just by a, a gate. Mm hmm. And uh, so they have the, the gate. The imp- this is an hour back in time. This is a his- This is the history of how Terra came to be. And so um, the gate was under attack by the well before then. No, it was a girl that went in there. Yeah, girl. She just finds the girl out there in the in the middle of the. Yeah, he finds finds the girl in the Esper. Uh, her name is Madeline. She's just on the ground, and you take her back to to, to the village, and you're. Con- and we don't know how she got in there. Yeah. Does it say she she was running from anything? Mm-hmm. I don't. You know. It just says she just says I'm sick of living in the human world. Mm-hmm. It's nothing but a vortex of greed and hate. And so he's like, all right, we'll hang out here for a little bit, and you know, two different species. And um, so of course he takes this is one. Uh, what was it? What was Madeline? Yeah, Madeline. Yeah, and so you have his Esper now, mm-hmm. but it was Madeline. So what? 
I mean, what's his oldest hero was, I guess. Ma- long yeah, Madeline and Madeline are basically, they get together, have a child. And you find out that that child is Tara. So you find out that Madeline is Tara's father or was Tara's father. Yeah. And so, uh, man, Gestal looks really weird in this cell phone game. Oh, yeah. He looks super weird. He looks weird. like a. Like the cowardly lion or something. Oh yeah, they've got them all buffed up. Like the 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 little figures for them as you control them, they look just so different. Like it's it's so weird looking to me yeah, com- co- compared to the the actual game. So, but Gestal actually comes back or comes into the Esper world, and the Espers actually fight them off, push them out, and when they do, they end up pushing. Uh, Tara, because they casted a, casted a spell basically to lock the gate. They end up casting Tara, which is baby Tara, out, and then um, Madeline and um, Maduin Ma- ac- actually yeah. end up going as well, and Gestal is, is pushed out as well. So basically, that's how they got back to the you know world of balance uh, from the Esper world. Yeah, so the Empire's trying to come attack it in there, and like you said, and uh, they get some old wizard to come out there and try to chant a spell, pushes them all out, and then the baby flies out. I don't know what it looked like on your on yours, but it's kind of funny. It, it looked like it looked, <laughs> little, it looked like a, just a little peel it, bundled it, baby. Yeah, it was, a, it was a bundled baby just shot out all of a sudden. It's like, like whoa, where'd that come from? Uh, yeah, that's funny. And so, and so anyway, so that's now you get that story and now Tara accepts who she is because she remembers it and she joins your party again. And now you have the free roam again on the blackjack. So now you can do a few little side quests. And so here's what happens with the belt. I remembered it when I was talking to you the other day, when you kill an enemy anywhere in the world it goes to the veld and so you just have to oh i didn't realize that kill. yeah so then you go to the veld and and um and you can uh i mean there's, there's even some bosses well that's made uh, that makes sense why you don't get xp there then because any monster that you kill in the veld you don't get xp there right yep and so uh that's how you just that's only solely for gal and so I did go back and got a lot, as many as I could. And I don't really, at this point, I know that the ones I needed is Cat Scratch. I use it all the time. Trillium for Bio. And then that's it. And there's another one called like White Dragon that'll heal your party. That's really good. And that's the only ones that I um, that I remember. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about all the other ones, that what they do. Uh, I got a, But I did get them I anyway. got a ridiculous amount of them. And then, two, the Velt is very useful later. We'll talk about that later. But it's not just for Gal. You actually can use it for something else as well. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. I'm interested to hear this. I, I learned that playing just recently. So you talking about this leveling up, this level up place, Nuh-uh. the dinosaur? Uh-uh. Okay. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'll tell you later. So... But all right, cool. Um, during this during this podcast, yeah, they're doing this podcast. Okay. Yeah, it'll be a part of this because I haven't gotten to the world of ruin yet, so that's where we're trying to get to, to tonight. So, okay, so um, so anyway, so you also can go to Jador's auction house. They get a little auction house. You there. actually finally get to participate and, in the auctions. Yeah, and so you can get the Golem and Zona Seeker. Uh, you get to watch a dude. You get to you get to watch a guy. Spend five hundred thousand gil 
on a chocoboo for his son. Yeah, that's so fun. I just <laughs> it just makes me laugh. But yeah, you get to you get to part. You can you can basically um, in Tizen. This is when you can actually get the um, Seraph Matcha site, and then you can go to yeah. and then uh, when you're at Jador, you can get the Golem and Zona Seeker Magic site shards, and you also get Angel Wings and Angel Ring relics. Um, the ring and golem, you have to bid at least 20,000 gil each to win. And the Zona Seeker and Angel Wings, you only have to bid 10,000 gil to win. So mine popped up immediately. Um, the golem and golem, and then it's, it's called Cure Ring. It's just, it just chants Regan on you on mine. It's called Cure Ring. But I don't remember what Angel Wings did, which is going to be Cure something for me. Yeah, um, I don't remember. Did you get those? Yeah, I got all four of them. I don't remember what all they did, though. I mean, like the Angel, I, I never, I don't use them. So I just got them because I was like, well, I might as well get them since I'm here. But, um, all right. But yeah, all I did was like whenever mine didn't pop up, as you know, didn't pop up right away, I just walked out of the house and uh, walked out of the auction house and walked right back in and. Yeah, I had to watch a. I, mean, I had to watch the. I remember oh, it being a here. pain. I had to watch the dad buy Chocoboo quite a several times before I got everything I needed out of it. And see, that's what I remember. I remember it being a pain and taking a long time. And this time I went through it. It wasn't that long, and I got them back to back. I did get the Chocobo thing. I didn't get. Once, I didn't. But. I didn't get them back to back. It took. It was a bit of a pain for me. It took me probably about ten or twelve times before it popped out for me. Oh wow! Yeah, so it was. It was a little bit of, come on, hurry up, you know, kind of thing. So. Yeah, and so you can go uh, also to this little island there and fight the Barius. Uh, is that uh, the Eastern Continent? No, Triangle. No, Triangle the, Island is the entang- Entangler. Yeah, Entangler is where you get the ten magic points. No XP, but 10 I have magic not points. beat the Entangler yet at all. That Joker you is have so to, hard. Um, there's an easy way to do it. No, all you got to do is turn him in when he's invisible. Just chant. Uh, uh, what is it? Death. Just chant death on him, and he dies. Really? Yep. Oh. Now, okay. So here's the thing: on uh, the Super Nintendo version, there was a glitch, and I hesitate to tell anybody the glitch because it kind of ruins it. But then, whatever. It's the game's forever old. But if you're so everything's invisible, then um, the X zone spell will work, where it takes him to the different zone and kills them all. And I think death stuff is a, it will work on anything invisible. It'll kill them immediately. And so uh, that's all you have to do. And um, I'm fixing to find that out here in just a minute. Uh, I'm going to test yeah, it out. See, I, don't, I don't know if it still works on the cell phone. But uh, but anyway, yeah, so you just wait till he, he starts off invisible. So you don't... That's yeah, he always starts off invisible. And you're like, huh, is he there? You know, because when he first popped up, I'm like, what in the world? You know, I couldn't, you know, didn't see him. I was like, what in the world's going on? So... And so, anyway, so I, I did a few of those things, um, but this is what I missed, and I just thought about it now. I didn't even look it up, but I kept going back to Narsh to try to go to talk to the Esper, because yeah. I thought, okay, the Esper's going to, I'm going to get in a fight with it, and then I'm going to get the, I think it was called Trioc or something like that, mm-hmm. is what that Esper's name is, and it's all the Fire 3, Ice 3, yeah. and Bolt 3, the times 1 multiplier. And so it never popped. And I'm like, why can't I fight this thing? What is going on? So I know I'm supposed to get in a fight with him. Something happens. And then Mog falls off a cliff. You know, and I'm supposed to either go get Mog or get yes, the golden hairpin. Yes, I remember that one. And so it never, never happened. And so now I'm looking at this walkthrough. 
And so you do have to. So by the way, you do have to go back to Narsh uh, in the in the story, and the uh, Narsh is finally like, okay, we're going to join forces with the Returners and Figaro and fight against the Emperor. But uh, and again, they won't they won't tear us help. Okay, so you start walking around, go to the shops and all this. Well, this is what happened to me. Uh, you got to check out the house on one of the cliff sides, and there's a thief called Lone Wolf. I think you go in there and you try to get the treasure, and he steals it from you. Mm. And then he runs off, and then you chase him. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I remember that. I did that. And so, uh, yeah, and so you chase him all the way up to where the Esper is, and then he throws Mog, or something happens. They, they hit him, or both of the Mog goes on one side of the cliff, and then he goes on the other side of the cliff, and he goes. You know, you, at that point, you got to make a choice. He was like, you'll never get this golden hairpin. Mm-hmm. And so the very first time I ever played it, I remember I went and got the golden hairpin because I didn't know they were going to fall. Whichever one you pick, they fall. So you're either going to lose the golden hairpin or you're going to lose Mog. And you don't lose Mog, but uh, if you grab him, he'll join your party. Yeah, you just it, it's you, you get Mog later. Uh, yeah. Okay, so he doesn't join your party right Yeah, it's like if you don't catch him, he doesn't join your party. And I'm saying if you catch him. If you him, catch him, yeah, he joins, he joins your party. He joined my party, yeah. so... Yeah, and so uh, here I am going through and fighting the the floating island and everything, and I didn't even have Mog. Mm. And so now I got to wait till I'm in the dark world to get Mog. Yeah, that's right. You you don't get him back into the dark world. Yeah. So. um, And Mog's fun. I love Mog. He's he's one of my favorite. And the bad part about that is, so I'll I'll say this: since if you if you don't get Mog in the world of balance, you won't be able to get all of his abilities because you can only yep. get one ability. Uh, there's one ability that you can only get in the world of balance. Yeah. It's the water dance. Yeah. So, and it's actually, the water dance is actually fairly powerful too. Yeah. So that's, I always never got that water dance. Like how do I not do it? And you have to go out of your way to get it. It's kind of a pain. Yeah. Uh, which we, but, we'll talk uh, about here in a little bit. Cause we hadn't quite got to that part yet. I will never uh, get that in my playthrough on this time because <laughs> I didn't get him at the, in the world of balance. Yeah, I I got him and I got the I got the water dance because I was like, let me follow this and make sure I get everything that I need. So because I really wanted it. So and it um dang by this point you can have seven of the eight dances. Yes, I I got all, I got all I got all seven of the eight dances before I before I went into the dark world. Yeah. So I don't. I didn't really use Mog that much. He's a powerful magic user, but I don't. His dances, like you know, once he's kind of like Gao, and once you pick his dance, mm-hmm. you can't control him again. And if he tries to snare something that can't be snared, he will just continue to do it. It seems yeah. like over and over and over. Uh. So the uh. So I just verified that if you chant death on Entangler, it will not kill yeah. him. When he's invisible, okay. it misses and he pops up, you know, pops back out. Yeah, they fixed it. So yeah, they fixed it. They did, so yeah, they didn't fix it in the in the SNES mini version. So if you're playing that one, you can do so, it. So yes, it, so you die because I just died quickly on it. I wanted to test that out real quick while we're sitting here, all, <laughs> while we're sitting here, and uh, you die That's quickly funny. because he casts Meteor and it wipes three of the four people. Well, now party. he'll cast. So he'll cast it before he dies. I know, but he cast it and he didn't die. Yeah, like. But he didn't kill all your party either. But he killed everybody but one of my party members. Like every time I do it, okay. it basically takes him to cast Meteor twice to kill everybody in the party. 
Like one person will yeah. take it like really weak, like it'll pummel everybody really hard, and then one person will be like kind of quasi hit by it, and then it, 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 he'll disappear after he casts meteor, and you have to yeah. hit him with something. If you use magic to hit him, he basically heals, and so that's what makes it yeah. so tough because his next move is gonna be meteor, and it'll yeah. wipe that person out. So it's just like. How do you? I mean, you could beat it if you didn't attack him, because then you could heal all your party members and try again. But as soon as you hit him with any type of attack other than a physical attack, he's gonna take. You know, he's not gonna take damage. And if I'm not mistaken, he doesn't take damage while he's invisible. So, like, if you hit him, it's just a miss and he appears. Yeah. So it, it's it's a tough fight. It's a really tough one, and I think I'm gonna actually take the time to try to beat him because it's worth it, and it puts Entangler at the Velt and. You need Entangler to do other things, too, because you have to beat him to um, get other abilities for another character later down the road. Yeah. So, I'm trying to remember here. They wanted... Okay, so here's what's going on at, at, at Narsh. They want Esper to go... Or, <laughs> they want Terra to go talk to the Espers to get them to join their cause. And so they have to go back to that sealed gate that we just saw get caved in mm-hmm. and so they have to in order to get to the seal gate though they have to go through the uh the little passage there at uh that i was telling you about where all the if, they, if the bad guys see you they'll kill you and so you walk in there and this time the, the guards are gone and you're like what is going on why are the why are the guards gone but anyway you walk right through and you're going through the cave of this to the sealed gate and uh finding some more puzzles, but uh, some great loot. And this calls it Hinge's Jet. Jetty Relic. Yes. What is that? Uh, so that one is, let is me it pull a- it up. It's, um, what did it do? Oh, gosh, let me, I mean, you're going to make me have to pull up my game real quick to tell you exactly which one that one did. Because they're different. There's just all something. Yeah, different, there's there's you know? so many different things. Like uh, I noticed that playing doing the playthrough, there's just so many things that are different. Uh, Which reminds me, while you're looking that up, just I meant to say this at the beginning. The uh, creator of Final Fantasy VI is uh, has said that you know Americans did not like Final Fantasy III or Final Fantasy VI when it was released, but now they like it on the cell phone. So it's selling on the cell phone better than it did on the Super Nintendo, I assume. But they kind of not kind of dumbed it down, quote for not, not dumbed it down, but they Americanized the different uh, names of stuff like the Hinges Jitty. Well, I mean, they didn't, it was called something completely well, different. Well, they, they've Americanized it to the point to where it's kind of dumbed down as well. It, it is dumbed down. I mean, it's like when I'm playing it, it's like. Wow, this is really kind of, yeah, pretty easy. So the Hiji's Jit or whatever, it basically changes the slot command to Gil Toss. So basically now instead of you doing the slot command with Seltzer, you throw yeah. you throw Gil to damage yeah. him. So basically you're throwing your money at, you know, at things to damage it. Well, so here you go. Exactly exact what I'm trying to say in the, now I remember it on the Super Nintendo version, it's called the coin toss yeah <laughs> can you imagine that and so uh yeah no it was easy the game is easy anyway um i remember it being a little bit more i mean it'll get harder later especially when you can try to wander into these random caves or whatever that you're not supposed to be in but at this point it's not it's not too bad 
Um, but anyway, so that was interesting that the cell phone game is selling better, but the but the regular Super Nintendo game was different. Like uh, Bushido was called Sword Tech, that's Cyan's ability, instead of Bushido, because they're like, oh, the Americans don't know what Bushido is. Mm-hmm. So anyway, here's one of the things you can find in this. Um, it's an interesting weapon that you can find in this cave. And on the cell phone game, it's called the Ultima Weapon. But it was called the Atoma Weapon in Super Nintendo. Why? I don't know why. But apparently the legend of the, of the game is that there's two ultimate weapons in the game and one of them is that sword or something and the others are like a, a monster yeah like i never like i like I, I i when i saw ultima weapon i'm like i don't remember an ultima weapon just like you know it's ultima weapon you know different and in, in this walkthrough it kind of tells you what it does um the ultima weapon has a maximum maximum attack power of 255 which I mean just automatically boost anything up just crazy and is bound by the wielder's hp higher hp equals higher damage so basically if you have a, a ton of hp then it does it does better damage and they say that the best character to put this on is tara that her physical and magical stats are fine on their own but increase each time she enters trance state a combination of this weapon and her and her magic can make her downright terrifying at higher levels so i've actually got my ultima weapon on her and i've been using trance a lot more and i've been seeing her get stronger as she uses trance so yeah, trance just turns her into her Esper form. Her magic ability and strength and everything stats increase. And so this little sword, when you like you, you is when you're uh, playing it for the first time, you don't know any of this, and you equipped it, and you're like, "What two fifty five or whatever?" Mm-hmm. Um, that's the attack power. But I think it'll make your attack go up to past that, to like three hundred and something. Depends on what your base attack yeah. is or whatever. And so anyway. Um, you swing it and it does like hardly any damage and you're like what what is going on uh, and so anyway it's because your hp is low so once you're once you get higher levels or you use trance or whatever to get her stats up um that sword becomes longer and man it'll it, it's like when she swings it it like <laughs> hit the whole time down mm-hmm. it's pretty cool i mean later on yes no doubt she she needs that weapon and uh you give her like the uh the offering is what it's called in Super Nintendo, where you attack four times. Yes, and dude, it will uh, slay. So um, haven't haven't gotten it to that part yet. That's like in the old. You'll find that in the um, the ancient castle of the world of ruin. But we'll get there. That's one of that. That's a great uh, thing to talk about there. But uh, but anyway, so let's see here. How so? What happens at the end of the seal? When well, they get there, is Kafka. Well, before and before the, that, before that, I just want to point this out. So you actually find a couple magicite shards going through here, but none of them are named, and so you can't use them yet. So it's just like you've got these magicite shards, like you would get from um, the the espers when they would die. They'd give you the magicite shard, and so you kind of have these magicite shards now and you don't know what they do so that's just something that I, I picked up you know going through there well what you do is you just use them in battle and it it summons a random I know it's, it's so deceiving uh, and I remember that whole magicite shard cool I'm about to learn something else and it's just like what yeah. they could have named that something else you know yeah it's I guess shard is not really the full magicite mm-hmm. it's just a shard 
But yeah, that's what it does. I never use them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you're right. You, Kefka comes to the gate and all this or whatever. Tara's going toward the gate. You basically, as your three other characters, you get in between uh, Kefka and the gate. And it just takes one hit on Kefka and it stops that fight. It's a it, There's no really anything you get out of it. So, so I'm trying to say, it says, uh, chamber that led to the gate. The door leading back to the cave's entrance will now be available. Yep. Use it to leave the cave. Basically, there's a direct access now, like once all of that goes on. Because basically, the door ends up opening and all these espers start just flying out like crazy. You know, and they go all over the world and and everything. You just see them fly out. And so, once that happens and uh, that scene finishes, you look down where you were at you see the way that you came through and now you see a new door you just go out that door and it takes you right out of the so so kafka and emperor are, are already there to just kafka um i think it was just kafka i don't remember the emperor and so you just walk up and then all of a sudden espers bust out oh well what you do is you're you so you you walk up and it's like okay tara go to the gate you know because she's like She's the she's the Esper. She's the one that should have the ability to be able to uh, unlock the door. And when she gets yeah. there, she feels this strange sense, and all these Esper like the doors bust open and Esper start flying out. And that all happens okay. after the little quick Kefka fight. And so with them flying all out, everybody's getting knocked around and everything. Kefka's gone after the Esper's fly out because he ran off. You know he ran off, of course, and so. You did, that's when you just you know, like all right let's get out of here and go find out what happened and you get on the blackjack and they break it yeah you get on Is the blackjack and the blackjack's broken because of the espers flying out you know this one of them must have hit it or whatever like you get on the blackjack and you're flying and all of a sudden the espers start flying by the blackjack you have that whole little scene again of like way the espers just going all over the place okay and so breaks it down, and now you're going to have to go to um, yeah. So everybody's like, "What was that? What's going on?" Um, and this time you go back to Vector, and it's burning. And uh, you walk in there, and everybody's like, "You know what? What, ha- what just happened?" And some of the returners are like that, and Arvis is there with Bannon, and they're like, "You know, it was like this when we got here." Because they're okay, at some point, though. This is what I'm trying to get at. At some point, you realize that the, the uh, emperor in the uh empire gets scared and they want peace now well they get scared because of all the espers flying out with all their magic powers and everything so they're scared because or yeah they're scared because of hey we can't control them we don't know how to fight them they just came here and started burning all of our stuff down you know what are we going to do and so they're like up you know uh gestal is like all right we're done we're out you know let's quit fighting and so yeah, and this was a pretty cool thing. And so they invite this is a great. Uh, that's that's pretty much what you know when you're at Vector, you learn all that. They're the the Gestalt is expecting you, and you get to. Talk I'm to just him. wondering why Bannon and them are there already. That's because of that. He was basically they were summoned, basically. Like okay. Gestalt, um, Gestalt basically said, you know, hey, we want to end the war. These espers just attacked us. We're out. <laughs> we can't do this. We we want peace. We got to find a way to make these espers happy. All right. Uh, so anyway, yeah, at some point they want peace, and I thought I remember talking about it in Narsh, though, saying yeah, the the the, the, 
they're saying the emperor wants peace. So I think it's a trap and blah, blah, blah. You know, maybe not, you know, I don't remember. Maybe, maybe I'm just mistaken, but whatever. That's, that's where they're at right now. They want peace. And so they've summoned all the returners there. And this is a really cool way to do a game here. This part of it, this was always a pretty amazing thing. So you have to sit down with the emperor in his throne room and he asks you to come to dinner. So he's telling you, Hey, you know, we need to, do something because we can't control these espers. We need to have peace. We don't want to start the war of the Magi again. And so uh, Sid is in there too and put in a word for you or whatever. Well, before that though, before the feast, um, you actually have an errand that you have to do a four in four minutes. You're supposed to talk to 20. Well, yeah, okay. I'm going to get in. Okay. And so, uh, so yeah, he's going to ask you to come back to the, to the feast. But yeah, Sid just uh, Sid just you know smooth smoothing him over something. He did something for you, so he's there. He's like, cool, yep. And that's when he, he says, Sid says, before you go talk, talk to as many people as you can to make them understand that uh, you know we we want peace now. So you know, make them understand that the returners and make them understand that we we don't want to start the war of the Medicine. We can't win this war. We need peace, right? And so that's what you're talking about. You got to go run and talk to all these guards in four minutes. And so you're like, and he's, but you have no idea. Like, okay, the, the the dinner starts in four minutes. I guess I just better go talk to some. So you just run around and they go, and, they, and Kefka's in jail mm-hmm. for what he tried to do, um, which was stir up the espers. And uh, well, he's in jail for the poisoning. Oh, for the yeah, poisoning. Yeah, because right. he poisoned. Yeah, you're right. he po- poisoned Doma. That's right. Yeah, he did. They they because they, you have to answer that question too. Um, and so anyway, so you're talking to people. This actually matters how many guards mm-hmm. you talk to. There's 24 in all, and there's a little bit of, I mean, it, it goes down to the wire. And there's a, you go down to the prison cell, and Kefka's in there. And if you talk to him, he's going to keep talking to you, and it's burning up your time. I mean, it's not going to take the whole time. But some of them get mad, and they want to fight you. So you got to go to a battle with them and all this to get all 24. Yeah. And they're all over the castle. Mm-hmm. And if you so. and if you follow a guide, you can actually get them all, get all twenty four. Um, if you don't follow a guide, it's going to be pretty tough to get all twenty four in that four minutes. It's it's not an easy thing to pull all twenty four. Um, even yeah, I mean you you can learn. I think I got twenty three. Even with me but, with uh, me following the guide and looking back at it and going back and forth with sprint shoes on, I got eighteen. Yeah, no, I got I got a bunch, but I remember that you got to get one that's in the that's right when he says go. I think there's a little door back there, and you go in there and you get one. Or uh, there's one right there by it, and I forgot to get him. That's what I missed. But I've done it a million times. But uh, that's why I just kind of knew how to do it. But I knew to stay away from the the prison too. Yeah, talk to Kefka but anyway, after. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, it doesn't matter if you don't have to get back to the um, banquet hall. Before the four minutes, it'll automatically take you there. And while you're in a fight, your timer's ticking. Okay. So these, so what you're doing is behind the scenes, you're gaining points. And these points at the end of this whole dinner are going to allow you to get your rewards. And they're very nice rewards. So um, as you sit down to have this dinner, the emperor's, empire's on one side and the returners are on the other. And so the first question that the emperor says is, to what shall we toast? Right? So then you get to pick out of three. You can say to the emperor, to the returners, or to our homelands. And I tried to do this without, I did this without looking at the guide and just try to remember it. 
and I got two are homelands, so I got that one right. That's what you need to pick. That's worth five points. And then it says, what do you think we should do with, uh, they're talking about Kafka, poison and domains. And so you can say, uh, leave him in jail, pardon him or execute him. Leave him in jail. That's the correct one. I remember that one. He says, I'm truly sorry about what, what occurred in Doma. No one ever dreamed Kefka would use poison. So now you can say what's done is done. That was inexcusable and apo or apologize again. And just you would think what's done is done is the polite thing to say, but it's no. That was inexcusable. And then the, the little emperor put his head down, you know. But that's what you should pick. That's five points. And then it says, uh, by the way, with regards to General Celeste. So you can ask him, was she an imperial spy? Or Celeste is one of us, or we must trust her, or we trust her whether she spied or not. So just saying Celeste is one of us, I got I got all these right so far, but this is where you, this is where I messed up. Uh, so is there anything else you wanted to ask? So what you're supposed to do now is ask each one of these. So you got to say why did you start the war, and then you know whatever, and it'll tell you why. And it says, why do you want peace now? And then it'll tell you why. And then you say, why, do we why did we have to talk to your men? And they'll tell you. And then he'll go back and say, uh, oh, well, so then he says, with your permission, I'd like to talk about the espers. And you say, I still have a few things. Yeah, that's, goes, okay. that's what I messed up. I should have gone and I, I didn't do the make the questions repeat because you can do that because that's, yeah, I lost four points basically there. Yeah, so you got to keep, yeah, me too. You still, you have to say, uh, I still have a few things to ask and you got to make them repeat it. And then, um, you don't want to, you don't ask the same question twice though, cause you'll get in trouble. It'll hurt, it'll hurt you. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, uh, so you have to only do it, ask them all once. And then, um, once you're done, you say, okay. Then he says, if we don't do something, they'll tear the world apart. And then you can say, talking about the espers, you can say they've gone a bit too far or you're the one who brought them in here in the first place. So you always say they've gone a bit too far. And then he, then he just goes, by the way, what was the first question you asked me a minute ago? And so you have to know the correct answer to that. I'll give you five more points. Yeah. And so uh, then it says, is there anything you wish to hear me say? And you can say, is that that you really well, want peace? That you wore truly you over? You missed a spot. Oh, because, yeah. Uh, so, because Sid said, Sid will chime in and said, hey, let's take a short break. You can either take a short break or not. If you take a short break, you can go sp spar with an Imperial Elite. When you beat him, if you beat him within two minutes, you earn an additional five points. So that's very yep. important to do that. Yep. See, I didn't. I don't even think I did that back in the day, and that's probably why I never got the best reward. Yeah, I didn't. Get, um, I didn't get the best reward. I don't know what I'm. I, I didn't. Well, only getting eighteen of the twenty-four guys that hurt me. Yeah. I always was missing that one. So I thought my walkthrough was wrong. Not my walkthrough, but my, uh, I think my strategy guide that I had growing up didn't have that go fight that extra guy. Yeah. And it says, here's what you get. And it didn't, I never got it. And I said, so it must be just wrong. That's interesting. So anyway, then you say the war is truly over for five. And here's, and so then they, they get done. The dinner crew formulate a plan. Locke will accompany Terra to Crescent Island while everyone else stays behind. And as you leave the main chamber, you know, you think you're done, a guard will catch up with you. And he'll say, because you were so polite at dinner, because you were able to invite everybody. So zero of 49 points, South Vigara will be liberated. That happens no matter what. That, that, yeah, that happens no matter what. And uh, 50 to 66, South Vigaro and Dalma will be liberated. 67 to 76 points, South Vigara, Dalma, and the Imperial base will be unlocked. That one's very so important. That? <laughs> That door that was locked earlier, you can see the treasure back there. Now you can get in there. 
77.89, saying all that will happen, and you also get the ten tenabulum, which gives you HP as you walk. Ah, uh, and that was a good yeah. one. Yeah, I, I like that one, and that's what I got this time. And I didn't get the ward bangle. I didn't get the ten tenabulum. So the ward bangle, I'm gonna assume that's uh, there's a Moggle charm that only Moggle can wear, and that will keep you from ever having any random encounters unless it's a you know fixed event or whatever. Is that the same thing as the ward bangle? I, I thought there was one you could wear that would minim- minimize but not alleviate completely. Ward sounds like it's just gonna help uh, out. Ward bangle, bronze versus band enchanted with a protective ward cuts down random encounter rate by 25%. Yeah, cuts down. yeah so it's not as good as the uh, Moggle yeah. charm. So anyway, all right, you can go to the vector base and get you an X potion, angel wings, angel wing, reflect ring, Hermes sandals, which give you haste, the flame tongue, which is the fire sword, X potion, 8,000 gil, 13,000 gil, 20,000 gil, an elixir and a high ether, and then head off to Allbrook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's really nothing there. And yeah, you just get you just unlock that. Get you some money. Right, then you go off to Allbrook and... Uh, Meet you. It's just you and it's just Locke and Tara right now, and so uh, Albrook. So where where are they trying to go now? Um, besides Albrook, they're trying. Where are they trying to go? Um, are they? Tr- they're Thermasta. trying to get. Esper. They're trying to go to Thermasta. Is that where they're trying to go? Okay. Yeah, because Thermasta is in that, or they're trying. They're trying to get to where the Espers have gathered, and I. Th- Thing, I right. think it's their massa where they're going. Yes, yeah, their their massa where they're going, because so they want Terra to to be the you know catalyst for a treaty, mm-hmm. and uh, between you know the Esper, she's part Esper, she can talk to them. So she's down there in Albrook, and there's nothing new from the items there. And you go ca- catch the boat to Thalmasta, and you meet General Leo again. And he says, "Hey, hope you don't mind, but I've brought you know a couple of." Uh, people here with me that I picked up in town. The mercenary shadow, and then here comes General Celeste again. Celeste Cherie. That's her name. <laughs> and so, uh, and Locke, you know, she won't talk, now Locke wants to talk to her, and she won't talk to Locke. She's all emotional. They say, hey, spend the night here in the town. We're going to leave in the morning. Woman. You go and sit. The, <laughs> yeah, you go and sit in the. Uh, yeah, she's still hurt over it. So you go and sit in the um, inn. You go take a nap, and then they wake up. She goes outside. He goes outside. I think he tries to talk to her again. She runs off again. Doesn't want to talk yeah. to him again. So she had, she's giving him the silent treatment for doubting her. Because how dare he? She's only been a general for the. In a general, it's not something you just join the military and be. For all you non-military guys out there. You know, you got to put some years in. Real military, you're talking 30 years. Not quite that many, but 25 to 30 years. So, and I don't know how old she is in this game, but I guarantee it ain't over 25. Yeah, she's young. So, I don't know how they do it back then. She might have been born into it. Now, maybe how they she's do probably it either born into it, or probably even for the fact that she had such uh, high abilities. Because, um, one, she was infused with the magic abilities. And so that might have given her a leg up. And two, she's pretty, you know, I mean, she's got the ruin, uh, runic ability. So that might have given her a leg up, and that might be why that she is a general. Okay. Oh, yeah. So 
Um, anyway, they're, they're heading out, and then Tara's all. So the little running theme here is Tara is, you know, have you ever loved anybody? She thinks magic is keeping her from loving people or being an esper is keeping her from loving. First, she thinks it's magic because she doesn't know she's an esper. So she asks Celeste early in the game, if you ever loved anybody? She's like, what are you talking about? And just walks off. And um, now she's an esper. So she's asking General Leo, have you ever, you know, you know, I want to be able to love people or something. And he's like, you know, it'll happen in time. <laughs> you know, yeah. Enjoy the, enjoy the ride. He's like, you're still young. You, know? <laughs> you got plenty yeah. of time for that. Yeah. And so anyway, then here comes Locke coming out getting seasick. And that's um, so funny when Locke comes running out, just basically puking over the rails. <laughs> uh, yeah. And so anyway, so there you go. Now you got now we're going to go to the Massa. We finally arrive the next day. Interesting little town here is that um, if you walk around the town, you'll start seeing people use magic. And then when they see you, they run off. Mm-hmm. So um, one woman's curing her child and runs off for a cure. Where's my oh my cure potion? That's what I was. That's what I wanted to to mm-hmm. need. My cure potion, you know. And then somebody's chanting fire. Some kid and trying to light this bush on fire. It's just so funny. Oh yes, yeah, it's so funny uh, because everybody's trying to still burn stuff, whether they're using magic or a lighter. <laughs> everybody like everybody likes stuff burning. And um, so anyway, so. You walk around and talk to you find Strago here and you ask him about espers and you know espers are the only way to get magic and he's like ah oh, espers I've never heard that word no he goes I never heard that word before or whatever and um ask him about magic and he's like no nope, no nope. and so there's nothing you can do he won't admit that he's heard of espers he won't admit that you know they don't use magic there and so his little granddaughter realm comes out mm mm-hmm. And Realm is, has a draw ability. And so Strago has, a, by the way, the ability to, is it called, I think it's called lore. Yeah, it's called lore. Okay. And so he can just learn magic, monster magic, or also known as blue magic in all the other Final Fantasies. He's called a blue, he's called a blue mage um, as his um, job, basically, because they all have oh, te- okay. technically jobs. Is what, in one, one version of Final Fantasy, it's called jobs. I forget what it's called in this, so... Yeah, so it's just there's class yeah. or whatever, but I don't think it's not called a whatever he's called here. Uh, he's but, called a blue mage. He's either blue mage or blue. Well, major. I don't think he's not called a blue mage on a uh, Super Nintendo. Uh, okay, yeah, in the but in um, my phone version he is. But uh, but realm can draw, and she'll draw the enemy, and it'll use an ability. Later, you can get a little relic that'll make it control, um, control the monster. It basically just charms them, and they can use abilities on the other monsters so so anyway so she's introduced here and uh she comes down and pets shadow's dog interceptor then they like so there's a little connection between shadow and realm and it's not uh let me see how to even put it it's not even not a connection between their characters but the game connects them really well because they can kind of wear it like the memento ring Mm -hmm. that just protects from you know a massive instant death attack and um there's only two people that can wear it realm and shadow but we kind of so i'm going to start putting piecing this together here later on when we start getting into shadow's story the best that i can because there may be some hidden now hidden uh way down there but the the dog likes realm 
the dog, he says, watch out, he bites, you know, she runs to the dog to pet it, and he's like, watch out, it bites, and it doesn't bite realm. In fact, it likes realm, follows her around. And so anyway, so back to the task at hand, they can't get anybody to cooperate, so they go stay in the inn. And overnight, this big house catches on fire because it, all these, it has all these fire rods in it or whatever the reason. That kid that's casting fire, he left a spark in there or something right behind the same house that just burned yeah. down. I just put that together. He, I bet he did he, something. He slipped up in his magic, uh, sparked another fire. So Yeah, he left it. He didn't put the fire out all the way. Burns, burns it up, gives up the whole secret of the town. When everybody comes out there and tries to put it out because Realm is stuck in that house, they can't put it out, so they start trying to cast magic on it. So they said, whatever our secret is out, well, we got to save Realm. So we're all looking like, what's going on? Um, and uh, you go in there and into the burning house and fight your way to save Realm. And this place is, you don't have random encounters. You see little fire orbs floating around, and that's, you know, that's yeah. your encounter. So basically you take it... The, in this area, it takes the random encounters out, just like uh, when you're above the stage in the opera house. Yeah. And so he, uh, Strago's ability is, he's got one called um, Aqua Breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aqua Breath. And so that'll kill, that'll put the fire out really quickly. Yeah. Obviously, ice is good. Um, if you have an ice rod, which you could buy at the inn, if you if you knew this was going to happen, not at the inn, you can buy it at the weapon shop before you go before you trigger this event, and it's really helpful. Or you can get an ice rod in this house. Yeah, I thought there was one in yeah. there, but um, but anyway, uh, so no, you fight your way through it, save realm, and now you got to go to the Esper Gathering place, and um. Shadow leaves before they go. Before they go into the fire, he's like, "I'm not gonna. I'm not helping you. I'm out of here." He just he leaves at random times. He's the mercenary. He's gone. But the reason, reason why he came in there, two reasons why is because Interceptor actually left him in the bedroom, and Interceptor went out after Realm because there's that connection still with Interceptor and Realm, and Interceptor yeah. you actually find him in the house trying to pull Realm away from the fire, and so. You fight the the boss or whatever, and after you beat the boss, um, Shadow hops down and actually saves everybody. Okay, yeah. And then he's but then he bounces he, out. He, yeah, point. he basically leaves. He's like, I, I, I'm done with this hero. I'm not a hero. I don't know this hero thing. I'm out. And so him and Interceptor leave. And I want to see how this ties together. I bet there's some YouTube things on there, but I know I don't remember Shadow's whole story, but I know he's from. Thasmaza, he's from that town, and um, so you get the way to see Shadow's story in the old world is to go sleep in an inn, and it's a random chance that you'll get to see his story. So there's no way to trigger it other than just randomly doing it. Other ones you trigger based an event or something. But anyway, I wonder. I bet I wonder if like realms like his relative or something is why the dog likes it. Well, we'll find you know, out eventually. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if the game ever says maybe they. You know, we'll, I don't know. We'll see when we get there. Um, so anyway, so you're going to the Esper's Gathering place, which is in a cave. And this is when you first see the three statues. That's why they're going to the the Esper's are going there. I think because it's a big. That thing contains magic, and they're attracted to it. So you're fighting your way there. Uh, it looks like you run into uh, Umbro, uh, my boy Umbro again. What's his name? 
Ultros. Ultros. Good old. Is it called Amaro? Good old Ultros. It's Ultros. Yeah, Ultros. And um, so you run into him again, and uh, I don't even remember what he what he's doing there. I mean, he's easy to he's beat. Just, he, he, but he's, he's just he's basically there to. He's like, ha ha ha! You thought you beat me, and it's just <laughs> like, really, dude? Again, I'm there to show you you didn't beat me. Look, I'm still alive. Ha 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 ha. You know, because he has kind of like that when you read it, you even feel like he has that silly kind of thing. Because he's like, uh, he he says his line is, thought you wouldn't see me again, uh, did you? You know, basically, it's like, really, yeah. dude? And so, um, yeah, and so he, he's he's just always popping up and stuff, but he's, he's funny. But um, you finally run into that. After you're fighting your way through the caves or whatever, um, again, another great dungeon. Um, I don't remember this one. This one wasn't really too big. But um, you do run into where the espers are, and you get Terra to talk, and they all kind of start. You know, one of them's like, "Hey, I sense an, I sense a kindred spirit in you," mm-hmm. and then they all kind of start to come out and talk to her, and she's saying, "Hey, the Empire wants peace. You know, meet us here, whatever." Say, so, "Okay, cool," and um, they meet them at Phasma's up. You go back to the town, and General Leo is there, and he's meeting with. And a couple of his, you know, soldiers are there, and they're meeting with. Um, the espers and they're like hey what's yeah. up man you know all nice and everything being great like that yeah he wants peace i mean general leo is a he wants he they, they genuinely want peace general leo does and then you hear that laugh and when you hear that laugh you know it's not something's not not right it's not funny <laughs> so like Kefka pops in. So I don't know how does Kefka get out of jail. Kefka, it don't matter. Kefka gets out of jail because you find out, and he even says this: "Ha ha, we fooled you. Gestalt doesn't yeah. want peace. Gestalt wants yeah. the espers, and I'm here to collect them for him because I am his yeah. little errand boy." And so. Yeah. He ends. Well, he calls General Leo the errand boy or something. Well, he's, he's, he said thank you, General Leo, for gathering for gathering them for me. You know, he didn't, and Leo didn't even know that that's why he was doing yeah. that. He just thought he was doing what Gust- Leo was. Tricked. Yeah, Gestalt, He thought that Gestalt actually wanted peace when Gestalt actually just wanted the espers for himself and to have the power because now he knows that you have to kill them and get the magicite that's left behind to actually get the true power instead of trying to slowly drain them over time. And so, yeah. basically Kefka does stuff, he ma- he knocks everybody out with the exception of General Leo and now you get to fight as General Leo. And so you get to yeah, fight he's Kefka. Awesome. He, he's so much fun. He's got I forgot what his attack is. It's what force? Is that right? Um yeah, what's it called? Uh something like force. Yeah, I can't remember. But I can't remember what shock. Shock. Or is it shock? And yeah. So uh, yeah. And shock. he and, and he's just so he, he's fun to play with. The bad thing is is he just don't hurt Kefka. Well, so you got the you got the uh, Master Scrolls, what it's called in the cell phone game. I'm just looking at it right here, but it's called the Offering in um, Super Nintendo, where you can attack four times. So this is the first time you've seen that the four times attack, which is really cool. Um, and so he's attacks four times. He's just crushing everything, and he's got that little shock ability where he's mm-hmm. it's just cool. He flips his sword down and throws it up real quick, and not not throw it, but he still has it in his hand the whole time. And he does like a little. Whoosh, down and flings it up and it just the way that that animation Mm -hmm. I always thought was super cool and um that's that's real deadly to a few things you know 
and then he starts fighting Kefka, and he can't beat Kefka because Kefka has figured out how to turn these to kill the um, espers with just a little, he's, you know, whatever. It's yeah, he's basically, a little he, spark he basically has whatever. a magic ability that he can basically kill the espers and take their and take the magic sight. And so, uh, so anyway, so he's just gathering it all, and he's they're all he's killing them all. I felt so sorry for the espers, you know, watching it. One esper's trying to run away real slaughtered. slow. Slaughtered, it just was horrible. And he gets killed, and they they wanted peace, and they could have killed everybody. But um, but anyway, so Kefka lets it be known that you know, like you said, the emperor does not want peace. Kills General Leo, and it sucks that you know you get to play in. You know this town with uh, General Leo, and you're like, "Oh man, he's gonna be, he's gonna join our party. He's gonna be sick." And then he gets killed. Oh yeah, and he never gets to play with him. There's some hacks out there that you can play with him, um, but it's uh, you know it, that kind of sucks. Because he would have been a really cool character to to play with. It's kind of like Eris mm-hmm. in Final Fantasy VII, where you got her all built up, oh, and yeah. then she died. Oh, and you gosh, never play yeah. with her again. Maybe so mad in Final Fantasy VII when that happened. So, Kefka, now the, uh, so how does he have to, he's just real, real powerful, so he just starts to, Yeah, he's uh, super powerful, and then it make uh, whatever, from him taking all the magicites, he's super powerful, and the, that's when the floating island arises. Right, I'm just trying to figure out how he cuts the island up, I can't remember, it's just it's his power, he just gets it off the ground with the, with the, um. So the, the uh, so remember Shadow is nowhere to be seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shadow's out. He he bounced out, and then Kef gets super powerful. And I think it's it cuts the island up and it just starts floating into the sky, and it starts to kill a few people too. I think. No, man, I'm thinking about the. I'm, I'm thinking of my head. It says it, yeah, it says <laughs> the entire continent where the Esper world is located has risen from the ground and now floats ominously in the sky. Basically, basically yeah, all of his power caused it to float. So, um, I want to say, I saw it breaking, whatever the case, um, it's in the air now. And so Kafka's up there with the statues and the emperor and we got to stop him. So now you're back in the blackjack and there's other things you can do. You can go learn the lores for Stragos. So it's back open, uh, world kind of thing. You can go learn all the lores for Stragos Some things you can learn, um, transfusion, with the entangler. Yeah. So what you can do, uh, this is where I was talking about here, where you can go to the Velt and learn all these. You can take uh, what the what my walkthrough was telling me to do, because I was following a walkthrough as I played the game, because I wanted to make sure I captured every single thing in there to try to remember everything. And um, they say take, you know, put since you're at the blackjack, you can change up your party, put Gal in your party, put Strago in your party, go to the Velt. You can now have. Um, Gal do Gal his do ability. do his leap so he can leap in and catch things. And while you're doing that, you can fight the uh, things that you need to learn his different lores. You've got to fight chasers, satellite, zombie, zombie dragon, trappers, onion knight, entangler, and unsilly. And um, those will give you the different. Uh, they get, those can give you the available lores. And you can all fight those in the Velt. And as Hollywood was saying before is, as you kill enemies, they can appear in the Velt. And so you just go to the Velt, do his leap ability, and you know capture all the capture the stuff for Gal, and you do the stuff for Strago. It's all in one fell swoop, so it actually speeds it up. Problem is, is 
I, I have not gotten to fight many of the things, and I didn't get many of the lures. So I've gotten, I've gotten, uh, that's kind of where I'm at right now playing the game. And it's just like, all right, I'm just moving on because it's just not giving me the lures or whatnot. Yeah. I mean, I never really use that many of those. There's only a handful of them that you, that I, well, that I've used. And, um, like Grand Train is something you learn way later mm-hmm. when you do, do his story. And then once you learn it, it's all you ever do. I mean, there's no need to do anything else. Or the, uh, But anyway, so you can learn that. Go to Doma Castle, pick up some treasure that where, where Cyan was. Um, there's I thought there was an event that popped there, but it's not. It's later on. Yeah. Um, the levels and magic. So you need to be at uh, level at least, I would recommend 25. Yeah, that's what they say. Be at least, to do yeah, at least 25 before you go to the floating island. So, and um, this is also too if you haven't if you're playing the game and you haven't gotten Mog's Water Harmony dance yet, this is the last chance for you to get it. Yeah. Last chance in the whole game. Yes, you will not get another chance again. All right. So, now when you go into the blackjack, it'll give you another option when you go to the little the little steering wheel there it'll say fly to floating continent and that's how you go fi- uh, find Kefka and so once you push that you've you've it'll I think it even tells you well no because you can still go back yeah, you can still go back because once you get to the floating island you can get back on the blackjack and go away yeah and so um, as you're going up there the Imperial Air Force will attack you the entire time so random encounters as you're fly, you're running around on the top of the blackjack, and I think even if you stand still, you're still you're still going to get attacked. You don't have to walk; yep. uh, you will still get attacked until it says something's approaching, and you go over there, and uh, sure enough, it is uh, who? Who do you think it's it is? Best Ultras. friend ever, <laughs> Dagum Ultros. Yeah, he happened to be flying up there with the Air Force and everything. You know, he's everywhere. But then he brings up Typhon, yeah, which he's got, he'll, he just sneezes and gets rid of. Yeah, you. I hate that. There's several, there's t- several monsters that have that ability, and it's just so annoying yeah. because once they do that ability to you, you lose any chance at XP for that for that character for that battle. Yep. He's out of there. But if you die, at least you're still alive. If you if you wipe, yeah, um, you you still won't wipe because that kid that he it's like he ran. But uh, this is this was kind of funny. Um, then yes, you're, he he sneezes and it basically kicks all your party out, and now you're falling, you're free falling through the skies, and then you got to fight the this other last monster, and it's just simply Air Force. Yeah. <laughs> you got to fight Air Force itself. <laughs> And uh, and kill it, and it was kind of difficult. I mean, it's a little um, bit of a challenge. I didn't die yeah. or anything, but it was. It started counting down, and I didn't let it get to the bottom. Uh, never, the never countdown. let it get to the bottom of the countdown. You die. <laughs> what happens? It, I forget exactly what ability it is, but it wipes you. It just okay. Uh, let's see, so now you up at the floating island, and um, you can only take three. So this is a thing you're like, well, I can only take three. And remember, Shadow was still there. So he's up on that island with you. And you find him and he is completely unequipped with anything. Mm-hmm. So you need, you, hopefully you didn't sell everything while you were doing all your side quests and have some, some stuff for him. Because 
He's going to need to have some uh, some stuff. And if you're playing it on the cell phone like I am, you have the nice, easy optimize button that will give him the best gear that you have in your inventory for him. Yeah, you got that on the Super Nintendo version, too. I couldn't remember if it was there because I never used it. I always picked my gear. Yeah, I did, too. But uh, you can optimize it. And um, the weird thing about it, too, the optim if you optimize Terra, let's say you have the uh, uh, Atoma weapon, the ultimate weapon, whatever you want to call it, and then you optimize, it goes away. Yeah, they won't get... They don't, they don't pick Ultima weapon for mm-hmm. you. You got to do that separate. So anyway, so... Uh, so he's upset, you know, uh... Uh, Shadow's upset because he says I served the Empire you know I shouldn't fight for you I served the Empire and it's like dude Seth what do you mean you served the Empire you know are you just talking about the time that we all just joined together and went and thought we were all working for peace or did you do something separate you know I don't know what he I'm assuming he's you know why I don't know why he's doing it because he just hate the Empire that bad that he wishes he would have never did it at all he didn't get his money yet so he's just mad because he's well he's saying I shouldn't even fight with you uh, because I served the Empire and uh, whatever so he's just got you know something like that it's just weird he could be sad and depressed he could be an emo shadow oh he definitely is he's just dressed in black he's got all <laughs> black on and so anyway you fight your way through tough monsters and I, and, you know, I just do remember this game it's just so funny when you're younger the game seems so massive yeah and, and it was and it's not that massive um the, the floating island is not that massive, uh, but not at all. Anyway, the treasure, ch- yeah, the treasure chests are like little black eyes sticking out of the, like eyeballs out of the wall. So you got to grab those. And the island, all of a sudden, it looks organic. Mm-hmm. You know, the floating island that just came up off the ground is like an organic little, um, you know, thing. So I don't know what it is. Maybe that did just appear instead of because I'm getting the I'm getting the part that we're going to get to in a minute confused with how that how that island came up but it raises up i mean it shows it raising up so but anyway it looks like an org it's like something from alien you know mm-hmm. but anyway if you you can uh you get the mara mara uh marasum what uh what, gosh man i can't think right now late. yeah what's the yeah Murasame. sasuke sasuke you can get the marasame and the sasuke uh weapons uh so, yeah, the Sasuke is for um, Shadow, right? I think so. Um, and you got to beat a uh, Gigantos. Yeah, Gigantos. Yeah, so that's for Shadow. It's called Hardened in the uh, Super Nintendo version. But the good thing is the Gigantos is weak to uh, insta-kills. So if you've got uh, Break or Death, just start casting the fool out of that, and you'll you'll take him out pretty quick without... Because he's got a triple attack that he'll hit you with that'll you know could almost wipe you. Yeah, see, I, I died on him the first time, and then I went back, and you can do the insta-death, but he's also, he's only got 6,000 HP, and he's weak against Bio, and I had Gao chant Bio, and it hit him for like 4,500, oh, yeah. so I was like, wow. Yeah, you just, you could have just done that well, just again. did that, and if you had, um, if you had a Edgar in your party, you do Bio Blaster, do those two right there, and you'd have them wiped out in two moves. Yeah. And so anyway, so you get hard, so you get a weapon for... Uh, shadow right there in case you didn't bring anything the problem is it does a insta death when you hit something sometimes it triggers mm-hmm. and it of course it always triggers on a zombie 
are an undead, which means when you instant death them, they come right back to life because yep. they're already dead. Mm-hmm. And it's so frustrating. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I didn't like using that, but uh, you do. All right, so you're just traveling through, getting getting loot, and then you find a save point, save it, and it's not, and it is a little bit out of the way, the save point. It's not just along the way. You kind of got to go south when you should be going northwest. Mm-hmm. And you can find the save point. Use a tent, heal up before you um, go yeah. to find Kefka. And here's your chance also, too, if you wanted to go back to the blackjack. So you can yeah. do a little bit of fighting or whatever on the floating island, go back to the blackjack, get some other stuff, you know, whatever you needed to do to replenish before you go do your big battle. Yeah. And so uh, you also have to fight Ultima. He says, my name is Ultima. When you face a big beast, dragon-like, mythical-looking, mm-hmm. no wings, just this massive thing that you have to fight, and um, and you beat him. Of course, it's your boss before you get to the scene with uh, with Kafka. Kafka ends up turning on the emperor after they gets all this power. They lock they lock the returners down. Uh, kick sails off to the side before before he kills the emperor. Um, he they give Celeste another chance to join the emperor again to say kill them and you can have it back. And Sales is like so disgusted with everything that she literally says, "I wish I have never even been born." Yeah, if you and if you you can either have Sales in your party and she'll you know run out of your party and do this, or she'll run up if you don't have her in your party. Yeah, and so we didn't. I didn't have her, and she just ran up. But because um, you're not going to get in another fight, well, you will get into more fights. But uh, sh- so she uh, turns and stabs Kafka, and he just goes, "Ouch!" <laughs> he doesn't even. He goes, "Ouch!" Oh, I'm bleeding, and he kind of freaks out a little bit. But then he starts to get all this power. He's begging the statues, the three statues, the three goddess statues that are supposed to just be the essence of all power in the world and they cannot be moved or disturbed or they can destroy the world as we know it. That's what we're learning as he's getting stronger and stronger here and the emperor's, you know, trying to get him to calm down. So they get in a fight. He gets in a fight with the emperor and just crushes the emperor and kicks him off the stage. You know, he's like, Oh, don't destroy the world. There'll be nobody left to worship us. You know? (laughs) So they're trying to be like gods. And, um, and so anyway, uh, Shadow jumps in, or if he's already in your party, he uh, he comes around and squeezes the uh, the um, statues together as Kafka's kind of moving them around, and he pinches Kafka between the statues and says, "Go!" And you have six minutes to get off that island, and so you just have to uh, run to get back to the blackjack. Um, as you're as you're running, the stage is falling apart, so it's alternate paths, and it's plenty of time. Uh, super a uh, ton of time. It's like that on purpose because the very first time I played it, you get to the you get to the uh, end and it says jump yes or no. So even an experienced well, gamer, when you, when you get to this end, like when you're about to jump yes or no, um, I don't know. Well, I'll let you finish. I'm sorry. An experienced gamer would uh, just say, well, the only reason it's telling me no is because 
you know, I might want to gain some levels or I might need to come back and get uh, some more treasure chest or whatever. All right. Um, then you would leave and come, if you if that was the case, you could leave and come back not leave, but just say no, don't jump and walk around, fight a little bit. OK, there's no more enemies. And I mean, there's no more treasure. OK, go there and again. Then it'll say jump or got to wait for shadow. So now you're like, OK, now I see what's going on here. But the very first time I ever played it, I jumped immediately. Mm-hmm. And if you do, Shadow is dead and you will never see him again. Yep. And so uh, if you keep saying, I got to wait for Shadow, got to wait for Shadow. And, and you all have like four minutes left. Yeah. And you are just sitting there for four minutes waiting. Because he doesn't arrive until there's four seconds left. Yeah. So four seconds left and the timer goes away. He comes jumping in and then he jump. Uh, but man, it's... uh. You wait for four minutes. I don't know why they just say, hey, all you do is be there and wait. Or say, got to wait for Shadow three times. And then, okay, you know what's going on. We're going to send a, you know, we're going to send Shadow your way. But that's not what happens. But anyway, you just sit there and wait for Shadow. He jumps in, lasts four seconds. You jump down. Then it says right here, if you do not wait for your mysterious friend, you will never see him again. All caps. Very all caps. It's just like he wants to let you know he will be gone. Yeah, it says just keep waiting. Do not goof around in your menu. Just stay put. I wonder if you're in your menu, what happens? Um, if you're in your menu and it runs out of time, uh, you probably die and have to start over. Well, I bet I'm sure, but I don't know what the scene is and everything. But uh, anyway, the group makes it back to the airship, only to be met with absolute chaos because this the world is being destroyed now. Everything's breaking in half. This is what I was talking about. You see these towns fall apart that you'd visited before. People falling in the cracks like an earthquake. That um, even cuts the blackjack in half. And so... So something we didn't say that um, is in there too. Because like when, you, um, when you're when you talking in the story. And, and, and um, I think it's Strago that says, says this to you. Either Strago or one of the espers say this to you. But those three statues are actually three of the uh, three of the original people that created magic and they've put themselves in those statues that's how they kept everything from just going insane and oh, I didn't know and they yeah and the, and the reason why they're facing each other the way they are they're perfectly aligned to keep everything in balance if they're moved then everything falls out of balance if they're even just one of them removed they, they, they they're out of balance and they're not keeping each other's power in check because basically they're able to keep each other's power in check being in that formation that they're oh, in. Oh, that's cool. And so when you move them out of the formation, that's the reason why the world gets destroyed. It's not just, oh, okay, you move the statues, the world destroyed. No, it's because of their power is now unchecked and it just rips the world apart because it's just so much power. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. And I can't remember. Well, we'll get to that and we'll get that in the, in the old world. So. Now the world is destroyed. All right. It is in shambles. It's like an apocalyptic world Mm -hmm. where we will pick up next time right there with what's going on. Um, And so it literally says after she ought to see all the destruction, it just says the last thing you see is the words that say on that day, the world was changed forever and it fades out. And then we, then we start the second half of the game, which is my favorite half of the game. Um, and it's pretty much in almost all open world. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about that one. 
next time. So uh, that was good stuff on the uh, statues. But I forgot. About, I didn't know about that. I knew. It was, I'm sure that they said yeah. it, but I didn't even know that. I've never known that deep that it was three the three people. Yeah, it's that created magic. Yeah, it's the ones that created the it created magic, created the world. I forget exactly what all they created, but they they're the most powerful being, beings. I think they might have created the espers, but they have to stay in check, and that's the reason why they're in that formation. That's why there's the three statues. It yeah. represents the three of them, and as soon as you move them out, they're no longer unchecked, or they're no longer checked, and the world just yeah. chaos goes crazy. Well, cool, brother. What do you got? Anything else, man? That was a lot of stuff. <laughs> I'd have thought this would be faster. It was not at all. Yeah, yeah. I thought it would be a lot faster. I mean, it's about the same as what the other one is. So yeah, so maybe it's a good stop, stop halfway point. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it goes with. Uh, the world of ruin we might have to break it up into more than just two parts well what i'm thinking about world of ruin will probably do the story a story one and we'll do a side mission one because i think we can cover all of the story and eh, maybe not i mean we'll see yeah i'm thinking yeah we'll see what it is i think i think it'd be good to break it up at least into half like we did with this one just looking yeah. at the looking at one of the strategy guys and saying hey you know that's about the halfway point let's go from there up and okay. doing it like that or even just saying okay look here's Let's break it into threes, because I mean, yeah, I, I hate to have our listeners sit, sitting here dragging on for almost two hours, you know. Yeah, well, it's so interesting, man. It is. I mean, it's good, but you know, sometimes that can be tough to find the two hours. <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate you guys joining us, and uh, next next time we'll talk about part three. Yeah. Thank you so much, guys. Later. <laughs>